a full can of root beer. <laughs> and I'm gonna drink it, because it's mine. <laughs> Not yet, dumbass. We gotta shake it up first. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about, it's like how to really, like, live it up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> really do, yeah. <laughs> Upstate New York. This is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Five fucking years. Yes, five years. This is episode 170, and this is our fifth year of podcasting. Isn't this exciting? This whole thing started, what was the exact day? I think it was Wednesday. So something like July 14th. 2016. Yep. Damn. That's a long time. It is a long time. It's a long effing time. Yep. I'm stuck with you. It's a five-year mission. Five-year mission, number one. Make it so number one. Oh, well, that's the first thing I'll cover. So last week, I brought up the fact that in watching all these tournaments at District 82 in Wisconsin, all these Midwest people, they all say multi-ball. Multi-ball. And I always knew it as multi-ball. It's multi-ball. And I was just trying to think of games that call it multi-ball. And the only one I could think of is Indy 500. Because it's a Midwest game. And so I, we asked our listeners, do you know of any others? And of course, I had several people respond and say, Ron, you idiot. You owned this game. All hands, prepare for multi-ball. Multi-ball. Star Trek Next Gen. But he's not American, so. Hell, he's not American, so it doesn't count. It doesn't count. All hands, prepare for multi-ball. Yes. Make it so, number one. I'm actually working on one of those right now. Ugh. Oh, really? Yes. And and is Zach helping you, or just refuses to touch it? No, he's touched it many times. Wow. Okay. It's worked all the way down. He hasn't thrown it through a wall or anything, right? No, no, I'm ready to, but he's not. Oh. Wait a minute, I thought you liked the game. I love the game. Oh, there you go. I love playing the game. I just don't like... Opto boards, the first generation, and all those freaking. Oh, well, I got it working now. It's, so it's the next generation. Out. Is that the name of the game? Yes. Opto boards, the first generation. First generation. That's the first game with opto boards. I hate the original series opto boards. They're terrible. Yes. Yes. Damn Kirk, always getting in the way. <laughs> I just love on the original show how just you have the captain and he goes down with the away team. Like, yes. Which is utterly ridiculous. Yep. Or, and Spock and McCoy. Yeah, all, all the main, yeah. At least in next gen, it made more sense. Like, yeah, no, the captain is not going down with the ship. <laughs> well, he's going down with the ship. He's not going down with the away team. Away team. Unless it's a really good subject. <laughs> then he needs to go down. Like, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> I'm George Decay. I haven't yeah. mentioned I haven't been mentioned in a while in this podcast. I'm very upset. Yeah, well, you know, you're getting older. Oh, Bruce, you are a douchebag. A total douchebag. A senior douchebag. Senior douchebag. (laughs) Oh, man. Or senor. (laughs) Senor. Senor Uh, douchebag. (laughs) I guess the first thing we should talk about is the big news, the new game, which we said when we did the episode that by the time it was released, they probably would have already announced the title, which we were right. But it wasn't just a title, it was titles. Yes, which really threw 
all everyone for a loop and frazzled some people in uh in buying world because they didn't know which game to pick if they had both you know they like both titles yeah so tons of people bought both which is just nutty insane like collector's editions of both well what we're talking about and everything first. is the okay. new spooky games halloween not a huge surprise like okay halloween yeah. but then after that they came out and announced ultraman same play field same yep. rules different art yes Different animation. Think Family Guy and Shrek. Yeah. That's basically what this is. But instead of uh, a couple months apart, this is like at the same time. Yep. And they're making 500 Ultramans and 1,250 Halloweens. And you can get them any which way. Well, any which way, by that we mean each game has there's three different levels. You can get the Standard Edition, the Bloodsuckers Bloodsucker. Edition, and the collector's edition. And there's on the collector's edition, there's only one option the butter cabinet. Oh, well, that's another thousand dollars. I know. <laughs> and, the, and the collector's edition is the only one that has the uh, topper. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. And being that Bruce lives in Rochester, he, of course, will get to play probably both of these games. Uh, I know three people is getting the, the Halloween. Yeah, of course you do. But not Ultraman. But not Ultraman. Rochester is the land of CEs and LEs. So you will yes. get to play it eventually. There's probably no one here who's going to get this. I'm certainly, I'm hoping it's at Allentown. So maybe I can get to play it. But again, these sold, well, first we should say they sold out. Yes, they did. Uh, not immediate sellout. Some distributors still have some. Some distributors some still have some. Uh, I know Pinball Star still had some. Yeah. But Spooky sold out of all theirs. And I yep. would think eventually the distributors will sell out of theirs. Of course. So what do you think about their idea of doing the two different games? It's good because in case they can't get parts for one, they can go shift to the other machine. And Which one did you get? I got neither, Bruce. Neither did I. Because, okay, the standard edition is... Was it 7K? Yes. And by 7K, I mean like 69.95. The, yes. the yeah, Bloodsuckers edition was 79.90, whatever. And then the collector's edition was 89.95. And then if you want the butter cabinet, you're at 99. <laughs> Still under 10K. As yeah, they, that was their big yeah. plug line. I was like, mm-hmm. ugh. Ugh, it was so douche chilly. Tough. So then, oh god, ten thousand dollars. Well, here's the the funny thing. Before we get into the games, I I thought they trolled Stern again, which I thought was was funny on the Ultraman trailer. Now, Ultraman, which I had to look it up. Everyone was surprised I didn't know what Ultraman was. I guess it's some show from the '60s originally, where um, Ultraman fights monsters. He it's kai- kaiju action, if you will. Yes. But the, a lot of the monsters he fights were basically suits they had left over from Godzilla movies. Because one of the guys who was part of Godzilla franchise, the original guys involved with that, started this show. So one of the episodes of Ultraman, he fights Godzilla. Now, it's not Godzilla, but it's the Godzilla suit modified slightly. To not be Godzilla, but it's still obviously Godzilla. And they use that in the trailer at the very end of the 
spooky trailer for Ultraman. They have Ultraman's like doing the uh, come get some motion. Mm-hmm. And then they show the Godzilla monster. Yep. Yeah, I mean, very obvious stern trolling there, which I, 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 I get a kick out of that. The big old F you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically, but yeah. and they love to troll, and I, I don't have any problem with it. I like that they they trolled before the game out. The game came out by wearing all these shirts, like Evil Dead shirt and yeah, Friday the Thirteenth shirt and all that. So you, I didn't think it was going to be any of those once they had all that. It's like which one are they not wear? They do. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I was surprised about Ultraman. Now I think it's a great idea because yeah. You just if you just read the pin side thread, there was all kinds of people like the Halloween theme did not interest me at all. But oh. then the Ultraman came out like, okay, yeah. now that that I might get. But you had people that were, I, I saw so many people they got both CEs, and I'm thinking that's money. like eighteen thousand dollars plus plus tax, depending on what state you live in, and, and shipping. shipping. You're talking your twenty k. I know. Wish I had that money. Like, where are these people getting all this money? I don't have that kind of money. Here's why. Holy shit. I mean, I know they're probably just going to play one and sell the other at a huge markup, but still. Yeah. I don't. Holy shit. But uh, congratulations to Spooky. Yep. They just made $14 million in gross sales. And they're going to be busy for the next year and a half. Yes. With their new new, uh, location, uh, bigger location. So. Yep. They're the second largest employer of Benton, Wisconsin. The first being the school. Oh, what are you saying? It's <laughs> redneck land. Uh, Go Packers! Yeah. Woo! Yeah, but Jesus. So, what did you think of the games? Now, Halloween. Three, we'll go over Halloween play first. Fields. Get over playfields. They got yeah, multiple upper playfields. Yeah, including two that are playable. Yeah, and the third one that's you know just there. And now again, they had the trailer. And that was it. That's it. You got, guess no, what? no gameplay bought... video. You don't get yeah. to play it. You have no idea if this thing shoots like a dog or anything else. You have no idea. You have no idea what the LCD looks like. Nope. They had a couple of pictures of uh, of some of the animations, but you have no idea. How they're integrated. How he's integrated. They had an interview with, with Bug and Charlie from Spooky on um, the Super Awesome Pinball Show. And when they, they asked them, did you get all the assets? Are you sh- showing all the clips? And they said yes and no. Just the warm, funny feeling I want to see when I spend $10,000. Yeah, which, which well, Dr. Penn, Christian, was like, uh, could you maybe expand on that? And it basically sounds like they couldn't just do clips because the licensor was just like, I don't want you to just show movies. They want it done in a, in a more interesting way. Yeah. Which Charlie didn't agree with at first, but eventually, like, okay. And now it, it's, 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 it's stupendous. It's going to be great. Oh, of course it is. It's so great we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. That worries me. I mean, I like the, the graphics they had. They did have. They did show. Now that This is at This Week in Pinball. Hi, Jeff. Where they had a couple of uh, screenshots of the graphics. They look nice. Yep. But again, does it show the clips? Mm-mm. Mm. The artwork... Uh, the cabinet artwork is tremendous. Yeah, I will say I that is cool. would say, I, they're showing the CE here, but this might be some of the best cabinet artwork I've ever seen. As someone who's watched the movie, it's in my Blu-ray collection, they've captured like every key moment from the movie is on the side. Mm-hmm. And I am a huge Donald Pleasance fan. 
and just see him like on the side, so prominent with the gun, I I pop for that. And Michael Myers is a kid with the freaking clown mask on the side with the knife. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And the art is different on both sides. Why didn't you buy it? Got to play it, man. Oh, you don't want to get burned like a Rick and Morty like me? <laughs> I tried to tell you. But the <laughs> I thing, is, I, thing is, when you Rick and Morty was one thing. When you looked at it, you can kind of get an idea maybe how it played. When you have a game that looks this different, multiple upper play fields that looks this different, you have no clue how this thing plays. Yeah. And things I couldn't understand, like this game has seven physical ball locks yeah, and five saucers. But Charlie Spooky said it has tons of flow. And I'm thinking, how is that possible? How do you have tons of flow when you have that many things that stop the ball? No, you don't. It has a drop target bank that blocks a ramp, mm-hmm. which the first thing I thought of was Vector. Yeah, I know. Which is not something I want to think about. And they said that the, can... the game was kind of designed by committee. Yeah. Like so probably like three people. More you ever want to know. And I mean, Vector is another game that was designed by committee. Mm-hmm. Now, who knows? This could be the greatest playing game ever. I mean, there's certain things that sounded really interesting like the the wizard mode where it's like seven balls you have to lock seven balls like a single ball and you have to lock seven balls and then it starts like a seven ball multi-ball that sounded pretty interesting it's like i've never heard of that before that sounds pretty interesting i'd like to see how that how that works plays and works and if you can even do it you know yeah i mean they showed some clips of the upper play fields and i mean they seemed to flow okay i mean it seemed it seemed cool it looks cool i mean the game looks really cool the topper looks cool it's got a knife that actually goes it actually goes into the back box there's like a slit in the back box so it's like stabbing the back box and even the side rails it's got like the lollipop rails but it's got like a pumpkin face with the slit like the the flipper buttons the nose and it even has the slit that goes into the mouth just like the uh the credits in the original movie at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has like the knife handle shooter. I hate. Yeah, I hate those. Ugh. I hate the shooter rods. So yeah. that's something not spooky. I hate all these shooter rods. It, it, that Especially if there's a skill shot and you're trying to do yeah. it with, a, with this fucking shooter rod thing. Yeah. If there's no skill shot, then, it's, then who cares, you know? It's almost like hitting a fire button. The rules were not by... Uh, Bowen, Bowen Carrots was not involved in this game. Mm-hmm. So it's by Bug and uh, Bug Emery and David uh, Fozma. I'm saying that wrong. Fozma. Fozma. He also he's also doing the code. I think he did. He do the code for um, Alice Cooper. I think so. Yes. Uh, they do have the music. That was very obvious. Mm-hmm. Which that's a that's a big plus. Yeah, the hedge guy. That was weird. The hedge guy. Mike Myers coming out of the hedge. Oh, that was awesome. They, yeah, they got oh, they got all these hedges easy. on the side. Yeah, I love it. He comes out just like he does in the movie. And there's multiple Myers. There's multiple Mikes. I know. Just uh, uh just interesting. They got I, I was surprised when I saw it. And it's like, oh, there's Jamie Lee Curtis. There's like yeah. wow, they, they you could tell it's an older movie because it was yeah, a newer they get, one. They gave up their they gave yeah. up their right to have yeah. the app. Because if yes, there was so. their newer movie, there's oh, no way they'd be able to have all these stars on there. No, of course not. The the one thing about the trailer that kind of killed it for me at the end, to be honest, and I'm I'm anal about this, they had a Donald Pleasance impersonator. Mm-hmm. You know, when I listen, when I watch the trailer, 
I could tell it was supposed to be Donald Pleasance, and then I could also tell it was an impersonator. And I was just like, mm. I'd rather just have clips from the movie of him talking. They got original speech by one of the one of the um, Jamie Lee Curtis's two friends there in the movie. Mm, the one yes. who did the one who did the topless scene. Yeah. But she's like seventy now. I know. And what is she going to sound like? Oh, get me, Mike! Hit me! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 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 it looks tremendous but man you gotta you have to be able to play something like this that's this different and this costly you know I know people do say the same thing with Stern and with GNR you know I just think it's getting a little out of hand where you can't even see like besides the video I think what should be done is this the day before you showed us promo video like they did and then that night you showed a prototype playing and you could tell if it's a clung fest or not. Even video that was edited, you know, just seeing like five minutes of it or seven minutes of it. I think for any company, any company, not just – I'm not picking on Spooky. Any company, you should see the video. As crazy as it is, it's not the craziest thing. To me, the craziest thing will still always be Wizard of Oz. Yeah. $6,500, which was 2500 more than what Stern was charging for this non-existent game – for this company that literally has just been created. And like these, these are the people we got. You know, we got Joe Balser. We got Keith Johnson. Got a few other people. Give me 65. And people were like, yep, I'm in. I've been. Including you. Oh, I was for the beginning. Yeah. To me, that will always be the most insane. Yeah. Like people just like, yeah, I'm in. Yep. And then I tapped out because it took so fucking long and I made money. In this case, Spooky is a known entity. You know you will get the game eventually. You know pretty much when you're going to get it, depending on when you are in the order structure. Let's go to something even, like, even more wacky. We really haven't seen gameplay from Haggis's... Oh, Fathom? Yeah, Fathom. It's been out, what? They announced it, what, May? And, you know, we still haven't seen gameplay video. Even for a prototype. It's, it's got, you know... And think about it, if Dr. John really didn't push out Celts and put it on his, you know, channel, how much have we seen from Celts? Uh, I, I would argue, though, Celts was at shows. I know, I agree, it was at shows. It was at shows. You could have physically it, but... played the thing. Oh, of course. But the other ones? Yeah, you know, what the heck? Why can't these companies be a little more, I know. Because they don't have to be. They don't have to be, and that's the problem. And that's the problem. It's not a problem when people spend the money, man. How is it a problem? Well, wait a well, it is a problem because look at it this way. How long did it take Haggis to sell out 250 of the mermaids? There was a rush at the end. Yeah. But if they didn't have that rush in the end, they might have not got the 250. But didn't you buy one? Yeah, I did. But if they put the So video you're part out, of the problem is what you're saying. Totally agree because I like the game. But it, but it struggled to hit 250. It did. Not being an a-hole, but they could have got maybe that 250 number sooner with less stress if they put out a 10-minute video. Even edited. Honestly, probably like a two- to three-minute video. Yeah, even that. But uh, I'm just getting sick of all this stuff. Or like with Jack Danger. Like, you know, oh, we released a video and everyone sold out. And now here comes Jack Danger going to show you the, show you possibly the premium, possibly the pro, you know, in action. Didn't they do that with Rick and Morty? Yes. That's what's getting annoying. You, you know, 
At least Guns N' Roses. I will give JJP that credit. They did do the videos right. Well, the videos were so well done. It's just like, give, give me money now. Here's my money. Just take it. Just take my money right now. And you see what happened. They had such a big hype over that that it really did work. They can't make them fast enough, literally. No, no. And this was, wait a sec, this was almost, what, eight or nine months ago they did this? And nobody's learned from their success. Why you say that? Everyone is sold out. You just said, you know, Haggis sold out, Spooky sold out. That's perfect success. It is, but it isn't because guess <laughs> what? People are, wait a sec, eight months later, people still want a GNR. Does that happen with everyone else? Well, let's not let Halloween get all of the uh, press here. What about Ultraman Kaiju Rumble? I think it's better theme. I think it's the better of the two themes. It's definitely a safer theme. Yes. A, a more fun theme. Yes. The artwork on this is also excellent. Yep. They definitely are killing it with the artists, especially yeah. with the freaking side art, man. Yeah. Between Halloween, Alice Cooper... Uh, this game, Ultraman, is just insane. And I like how the artwork is different on both sides, on all their games. Yeah, I do. Same play field, and, and it's it's the same rules. If exactly. You, just... If you go, like I'm on This Week in Pinball, again, hi Jeff. Hi Jeff. If you bring both of the rule sets up next to each other and go through the exact same rule base, exactly. the exact same yeah. rule set is just different. The terminology changes depending on yeah. the game. If I was going to buy one of these two games, it would have probably been Ultraman. Because, honestly, Halloween does nothing for me. Uh, with me, it would have been tough because, you know, I've seen Halloween many times. I've never seen Ultraman. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times when we were younger. But I love kaiju action, so... Yeah. But for me, neither. Didn't even have the inkling to open a pocket. And let some money fly yeah, out with the money. I, I looked at it. I got the email from Pinball Star, and I was just yeah, like, oh, what, which like, would have been a better way to get it because uh, Spooky had issues with their site again. Of course. It crashed. People were posting screenshots like, did my order go through? And it said, like, your order successful. Then it would have, like, a red X next to it. Yeah. Me and IT, I'm looking like, that looks like an error. That doesn't yeah. look like it went through to me. And a lot of, you know, there were people who thought their orders went through but didn't, et cetera. And I think at some point it finally was fixed, like 40 minutes into it. Hey, hold on. This internet is new to us. <laughs> well, they upgrade. I know they upgraded the site because I, I am a member of the uh, fan club, and I had to redo stuff because of their new the new site, their new provider, or whatever. So yeah, they they might have to uh, invest even more money into that. Maybe they have Spectrum. They have Spectrum. They have Spectrum. <laughs> it went down. <laughs> Our router went down. We couldn't take any more orders. Oh, my God. That was really the only issue they had. Yeah, Ultraman looks better, I think, though. Definitely. I like the look of it. I li- I think it's more... And it's going to be rarer to two. Now, think about it. If you got a, a Ultraman C in a regular version, maybe, what, five or six, maybe? Yeah, pretty much everyone got CEs or Bloodsuckers. I, I don't yeah. think anyone... Bothered with yep, the standard. So if you have a standard, you have the rarest game. If you have a standard Ultraman, you will have the rarest. You are, you are the king. I don't think it's going to help you resale, though. Super yeah. rare. One of four. <laughs> yeah, one of four. <laughs> yeah, uh, as I said, honestly, didn't do anything for me. Congratulations that they sold 1750 Congrats to Spooky. I, I'm happy there's a company that could actually make Halloween because no one else was going to make Halloween. No, oh, no. And no one else was going to make Ultraman. 
Oh. So, guys, since since you, you know, <laughs> hey Charlie, uh, Bug, are you Beavis and Butthead fans at all? I mean, you should you should give it a try. Should I think you should? Yeah. <laughs> Keep you from my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you, if you have a Mike Judge impersonator doing the voices, then forget it. I don't oh, even bother. It. You have to get Judge. You have on to get board, Mike like Judge, you, like you did Rick and Morty. Yes. If you did a Rick and Morty formula for Beavis and Butthead, you're in. You can probably sell two thousand with a better shooting play field, please. Oh God, please, yes. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell, boy? You know, back in my day, pinball didn't have flippers. We're gonna score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so we can check that off. Check that off the list. And congratulations to all the people who did buy them and did get their versions. You know, good luck with it. Hey, you're not going to have any uh, glue in your machine. No, nope, you're, you're not going to have hot fans. glue. You're not going to have loud fans. Um, your play field will probably not have ink lifting probably. up. Yep. Great. So it, it maybe that does say something that they did sell 1750 and people are willing to wait up to a year and a half for a machine. Yep. Well, that they, is quality. They do plug their play fields a lot. Yes, yes, they Which do. Which I would. They, it's just like, you know, we don't seem to have any problems except for that short part of the TNA run that, of course, yep. Ron Hallett and they bought. Admitted it. But, and Ron uh, yeah, bought, but other but, than yeah. that. But, you know, that's the weakness from JJP. That and their light boards. I, I have been on Pinside a little more lately. Uh, I keep hearing people say that they're going to a different playfield provider. Is there any credence to that? You, you seem to know all the insider info, Bruce. I haven't heard anything. You haven't heard, haven't anything, heard anything from anything, your sources? No. Okay. No, I have not heard one thing. If they were smart, they would hire the same people that Spooky does. <laughs> well, well, they're the same people that um, American uses, I believe. I know. Isn't exactly, it ba- yeah. Bader? Yeah. That would be the one I'd be. I'd be, I'd be paying $200, $300 more. Because I think he pays – he doesn't pay a lot for his play fields. I think he got in so early with this, you know, Mirko, and got him situated where he, he's got a lock-in on his pricing. He really does. Who's he? Jack? Jack, because okay. – if you look what they sell their seconds for and their first four, a blank playfield from, say, Hobbit, they're still selling on JJP's website for three ninety nine for a first, and two ninety nine for a second. So maybe I only paid as Jack three hundred dollars. I'm still going to make a hundred dollars, but I only paid three hundred dollars, and I get rid of inventory and make a little profit. So how much are they paying for a playfield? That. Maybe they're paying two fifty for a playfield, and the second they're still making money on. Who knows? But if they're able to sell these playfields for the three ninety nine and two ninety nine, boy, that's kind of telling me that they're pretty cheap, and they must be buying them pretty yeah, cheap. Yeah, I, I always figured they had to be getting them super cheap for them to stay with them through yeah. this many exactly issues. Pro- issues. Well, the same issues, but with so many different games. Unless they're locked into a contract where they have to buy so many. And that's the only reason why I could see them staying with that. And it's frustrating because it's on and off. Yeah, I know. I mean, I have my dialed in downstairs. Never had a play field issue. Which, at this point, it probably never will. Because it's what, what, it, it has the mystical formula was correct on this one. Yeah. Well, speaking of a pin side, according to pin side, I am a meanie. Oh, I'm the nice guy, right? Uh, well, I don't know about that, but I am the meanie. Why are you the meanie? Yeah, you, you don't know about this. So I, I, no, I don't. That's why I'm actually asking. Yeah, a... I know something he doesn't know. Well, I got one of those awesome T-Rex heads. The T-Rex. Oh. Yeah. That the, um, I don't know his guy's name. 
he's in Israel made mm-hmm. and they are kick ass, but they are expensive. Okay. So you, they're like $400. So I, I spent, okay. yeah, I spent a lot of money, but you get, they're all handmade and they look tremendous. It replaces the T-Rex head and the dress. Premium. Yep. Yes. LED. Yes. So when you get this thing, I mean, she goes all out with this. It's got like a case and a, and a certificate authenticity signed with a number on it, you know, you know, 10 of whatever. And you get a custom tool thing and a, and I got a, <laughs> I got a mouse pad and a magnet. It's like very nice little package. Oh yeah. It's a package. There you go. And as you get a QR code with it that you scan and it sends you to a YouTube video that shows you how to install it. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't made by the guy who made the mod. It was made by someone, one of the first people who bought the mod, made okay. the video. And um, so it's, it's basically an unlisted YouTube video. Yeah, it's private unless you have the link. Unless to it. you have yes. the link. Well, it's unlisted. Private is something else. There's private, unlisted, and public in, in yeah. the YouTube land. So I watched this video, and the video itself you know, showed everything, including it had a camera like mounted behind the backboard with the play field out. Which I was like, man, that had to be a pain in the ass. But it, you know, shows you how to install it. But the music was like this electronic music. <laughs> and I, the first time I watched it through, the first time I was like, I couldn't stand the music. I, I watched it a second time. I had to mute it. <laughs> right now, this is just my like. I just didn't like the music. So I installed the thing. Works like a charm. So I figure I'm going to do a uh, stream. So I streamed the thing. I remember that. And when I was done, I figured, like, you know, I'll, I'll post a link to the VOD in the, the thread. There's a thread on Pinside for the T-Rex. So I figured I'll just post one and, like, hey, if anyone wants to see it in action, here it is. And then I, I wasn't in the thread for, like, a week. And when I came back to the thread, I found out I was a meanie. I'm an asshole. Why are you an asshole meanie like Bruce? Wait a second. Now, hold on. This is getting making me smile right now because usually I'm the asshole and I usually I'm the mean dickhead. During the stream, mm-hmm. uh, someone asked about – someone asked a question. I basically said like there's a video that shows how to make you – know, how to install it. But I, I had the music on the video. I had to mute it because I just – I couldn't stand the music. Well, it turns out the guy who did the video, he's on the thread. Mm-hmm. And he saw my link, so he watched the video, mm-hmm. and he didn't like my comment at all. He put a ton of work into that music. I guess it's some electronic version of the Jurassic Park music somehow, I guess. Okay. Yeah, you want to have you spend 100 hours making the video, and I was disrespectful because I shit over the music and all that. Guess what? Guess what? It's America, buddy. Well, I think he is American. He's the one who made the video. He's not, he's not the guy in Israel who did the, uh, the mod. I know, but guess what? It's America. You can have a fucking well, opinion. Well, the funny thing is the very first comment after that was the guy said, he didn't like your music. Get over it. Yeah, exactly. But then there was other people like, uh, I watched it. I like the music. You know, I watched that, it. I like the music. That's an opinion. That's a great thing. An opinion. It's like uh, – That's the problem with this world now. It was just a, it was, have an opinion. It was a line I made. I think I said I found the music intolerable was my line. And I was being disrespectful because he put a lot of work. But, you know, I guess I'm a meanie, but I'll tell you, I spent six hours editing this podcast just so I can release it so people can make comments on how it sucks. 
or it's like the most boring thing ever. Yep. That's just the way it is. You don't like it? Oh, fucking well. Don't listen. I didn't say like you didn't put any work into the music or anything like that. It's not like I hate electronic music either. Ron, I have it. I have the thing you need to do now. I, I wanted to move on, Bruce. That's why I'm bringing it up now, just because I thought it was entertaining. Oh, I, I would have laughed. Because usually ass I'm the nice guy. I know you are. I mean, I know where he's coming from. Oh, I know where he's coming from. Guess what? It's an opinion. I put tons of work into shit and have people just shit all over it. You just, it's, uh, you just got to get. People used to shit all over the bar. Oh, it's not my kind of thing. You Wait know. a minute. They used to physically shit on your bar. Did yes. you at least throw them out? Yeah, I sometimes would have to. Yes, of course. You okay. know, but they actually literally were like, oh, you know, it's not my kind of place or the food wasn't that great. And I'm like, that's not a problem. Guess what? I can't control anything that you dislike. So the only thing I'm asking you to do is, guess what? If you don't like it, I'm sorry. I wish I could make a better time for you, but that's your opinion. So, Bruce, did they shit on the floor? Did yes, they shit on the floor? <laughs> yes, they did. That's like my favorite but, you know, line that song for some reason. I love that song. <laughs> but, you know, it, you, you can't. The problem with these days is people, you know, have uh, an unless you sound you know, old when you say these days. Those are those are key words that mean I'm old. Yes, it is. Back in my day, people weren't such pussies. Pussies. Yeah. You you have to have my, you know, the problem with these days is if you don't have my opinion, how dare you? You have to agree with me or I'm going to call you out. I never agree with Bruce because he's never right. I'm always right. No, you're not. And I've proven it, haven't I? Yeah, you've proven it all right. (laughs) I have. I have. All right. Yeah, you're the meanie. I'm the meanie. So for now on, I am a meanie. And I'm the nice guy. We've yes. actually proved it on our own chat. It would be funny if you listen to the music and, and Bruce is like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Did you realize that's actually electronic version of the ELO song, something or other? Yeah, exactly. That oh, would be man. funny. That would be but funny. But no, we noticed it even on Ron, uh, on our own group chat that we have for all the podcasters that we know. He's been very negative lately and I've been the positive one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he would, see, he can't even admit to it. He's like, yeah. Like, uh. I'm not always the positive person I, I seem to be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm always not the negative person that I seem to be. So uh, what else do we have here? There was a George Gomez and Tanya Kleiss interview mm. on, uh, I think it was just another pinball podcast, on TPN, mm. the Pinball Network, home of Silver Ball Chronicles. With me and David Dennis. Check it out. Who? Yeah. See, I, I even put it on here. Plug TPN in my show. See, I, oh, wow. Know. Yeah. They talked about Deadpool. But George Gomez put a little nugget out there that basically some like exciting things are coming in September. Mm. And I, I think it's pretty much the internet connectivity stuff and all that. Which, one of the theories I had in my head, Tanya Kleiss is the lead on Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Deadpool is now considered, I mean, I think it's considered one of the classic. greatest. Yeah, classic. It's classic. like one of the greatest stirring games ever. They still have this high demand for it, even yeah. now. They're, they're running another run in 2022. Yeah. Yet your lead on the game hasn't done a game since, which seemed weird. So I yes. was thinking, like, maybe he's on the other project. Well, the, yes. the whole internet thing. And that's like yep. what he's been doing. And that's pretty much what he's been doing. I should say these theories on the podcast so I look really smart when they happen. You should, but you never do. I never do. I keep it to never. myself because I'm, I'm afraid I'll look like an idiot when they're wrong. 
what podcasters guessing what they want to do and, and what the story is going to be like sometimes right i mean i can't be like our zach i'm not always right like he is yes. but you know not always 99.7 percent. oh okay <laughs> all right what else do i have here um well let's let's keep the negativity up um, all right Fuck yeah the hall of fame the oh, pinball yeah. hall of fame in las vegas had their grand opening guys. Congratulations. Sign looks great. Opened on July 1st. They already had their soft opening, but this was their hard, hard opening. opening. (laughs) Grand opening. They got, I think, a day, you know, like, you know, it was pinball day. Uh, Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, Hall of Fame day in Vegas. They got presented a plaque and they had a party there for all the volunteers and everyone involved. And I got got one question. What? Uh, Today it was 118 degrees in Vegas. Mm hmm. How do they keep the AC cool in that place with all the games? <laughs> well, I'm guessing he LED'd most of them. I would, I would hope at this point. I'd hope, but you know, I know some aren't still. I know some of the EMs. But we're talking about Tim Arnold. Yes. The main guy, the yep. top dog, the head cheese. Doing this for many, many years. But as usual with these there's things. There's an issue. There's an issue. <laughs> and I'm actually going to read this verbatim from... Uh, it's Vital Vegas, VitalVegas.com, because they were the first ones to report this, yep. and um, on on Twitter. So I figured I'd give them the uh, the credit here. Well, I'll just read it here. Owner Tim Arnold said that business has doubled from the previous location. A welcome influx of cash for a nonprofit that donates proceeds from gameplay to charities. And it says like Salvation Army, but I thought he doesn't do Salvation Army anymore. No, he does. Oh, he did, he does still does a little bit of it. Really, I thought they had a fallen out. They did have a falling out, but I think they now came back a little bit. And he's not doing the full like he used to, like three or four years ago, the full all the now he spreads the love. Okay. He he spreads the love. The, yeah, the profits. Yes. And chatting with Arnold at the uh with Tim Arnold at the grand opening, he shared a frustrating situation concerning the attraction's new building. It seems a surveyor made an error during the planning stages of the ten million dollar structure. The screw-up resulted in the Pinball Hall of Fame extending eight feet too far south, it's, it's the right side of the building, encroaching on a neighboring parcel owned by Dream Hotel Group. Yes. So basically eight feet of the building, the whole right side. Not the building, but the parking lot. I and the, the building. Is, I, no, I think it was the parking lot. No, because, because the building, it's, if you see the side... It's it's almost it comes like the the fencing goes right to where the building is. Oh really? I yeah. thought it was. I thought they couldn't. I thought I heard something else. But go no, ahead. no, they'd have to move the build. Watch, they can't move the building. But yeah, the studying what the fuck moment has now set in motion what's expected to be protracted litigation. Dream sues the Pinball Hall of Fame. Pinball Hall of Fame sues the surveyor. All that. The domino effect. So yeah, everyone's gonna lawyer up and shit and. We've litigation for years. See, I, I, I don't know how any of this works. Tim to Arnold seems undaunted, however. Now, for those, the thing about Tim Arnold, as opposed to the whole banning situation, which we talked about the last episode, where everything yep. seemed to be all weird and not really yep. planned and people didn't know stuff and et cetera. With Tim, he has always been extremely transparent. Oh, very. And everything and extremely planning everything to the most minute detail. Yes. The only reason they had to go fund me was because of fucking COVID. Yes. 
that's why they ended up short and, and it was for like what, what, 100k a or whatever yeah yeah monkey wrench into everything yes so they raised the money and there's the building so you know it is highly unlikely he screwed up anything this is yeah. going to be a screw up on someone else well he doesn't build the building so guess what here here's what i was to- here's what the the surveyor told and put the stakes in and this and this and this guess what you have no control over what a surveyor tells everyone else to do. So you're kind of at the mercy of them. Who knows what's going to happen. But again, going to what I said the last episode, if there's locations, shows, stuff, you think like, oh, I'll go there some other time. No, I would go now. If you want to check out the Pinball Hall of Fame, do it now. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. No, what's going to happen is this. They'll have to buy the eight feet of property along the whole stretch. Yeah, it'll just be, yeah it'll be who buys it. You know, yeah, who mean? buys it? They'll they'll put an extreme, extreme, you know, monster amount on it. They'll go back and forth like ten or twelve times, and then it'll finally be. Because I'm not sure. I don't think there's a hotel next to it. I think it's just it's property owned by a hotel group, but there's it doesn't look like there's anything there. If you look next to it, you can literally see through to the airport. Yes, there's nothing there. They just own the property, so it's not like it was encroaching on anything and that kind of stuff. So there's, you know, there's going to be wiggle room. And again, that also goes to the thing where we said the money men, a few people have these huge collections. This is Tim Arnold's collection. And he's not getting any younger. Either. No. And I know it's a volunteer group and all that. And it's a, it's a group, non-for-profit, but it's Tim Arnold. He is the driving force. So, yes. And if, you know, he's not getting, as I said, he's not getting any younger. None of these guys are getting any younger. Oh, not even me. Uh, not even you. I wish someone would interview him for a podcast because yeah, he be used cool. to have... If you listen to any of the old top casts that top he was cast, on, he, was... he had great stories. Stories about getting held up in his first yep. arcade, just all these crazy things. The money flowing out of these machines, everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, like his whole story, how he basically got rich. He just, you, know, you want to talk about right place, right time. His first arcade was just a complete failure. He got held up, got robbed. So then he opened the second one. And then the rules changed right after he opened it that they couldn't be any other arcades in the area. So, but he got grandfathered in. So he was the only arcade and it was like a college town. And this was like in the seventies. And then the video game thing hit. And he said he was making so much money, him and his brother, they both owned it. They would just take just sacks of quarters and take them to the bank. Buckets of quarters. Just tons and tons. And he just made a shit ton of money. And he owned it up until like the early nineties. And then he just moved to Vegas. And brought all the games with him. And brought all the games with him, which that story was brilliant. Tim is extremely frugal. And there was some kind of promotion like U-Haul had. It was one of the companies that unlimited mileage for like a week or something. So he literally got U-Haul, put a bunch of his games in it, drove from Michigan to Vegas and back. And did that like three times and got all his games. And then brought it back to the rental place. And they looked at the mileage like... Holy shit. You got, got 10,000 miles on this thing. It's like, hey, you said unlimited miles. Yeah. All right. So that's checked off. What else do we got here? Do we want, well, let's talk about Allentown. Allentown's yes. coming up, and Bruce wanted me to mention it, even though we have another episode before Allentown. But, yep, but you coming. wanted me to mention it early because. I'm going to be working there. You're going to be working at Allentown. So are you going to be like at the front? No. I'm actually behind the scenes. I'm going to be help setting up and tearing down. Oh. Yep. So you'll be dealing with me with the setups and the electrical and all that fun stuff since 
I've done it so many times, other things. So you'll get to set up that blackout that Ivan brings every year? Yes. And I'm going to probably help out with repairs during it for Ivan and that kind of stuff. How nice. Yeah, I've offered that also. But yeah, anyway, I can help Ivan. Ivan is a great guy. He's always been a good friend to me and my wife and, you know, other people. He does really well. He, he stepped up and ran with the Allentel show after the Heinz family, you know, had it for a while. Was it Heinz? Yeah, Heinz. Heinz family. Heinz, yeah. You know, it was really good. You know, and Ivan's just, you know, I, I honestly, he's in my phone. I can call him and he will always answer my phone calls and we BS for 20 minutes and it's just a great time. So you'll be seeing me there. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, all three days. Wow. I actually took the days off. Yep, I took the days off, so it'll be really cool. Well, you'll only see him if you go there Thursday when it's not open yet. Yes, but uh, but the people who are going there to set up games can go in that Thursday. You'll see me then. Uh, I'll be bringing down possibly a game. Ooh. If I get the right trade bait, Gamatron 2, which is the nicer Gamatron, is up for trade. Whoa. The nicer one. Why would you do that? Wouldn't you want to keep the nicer one? I would usually, but, you know, I'm giving up the nice one because I want a nice game in return. I want trade bait. I did ask originally for hoops, but I don't need that anymore. Oh, 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 what? What do you mean you don't need that anymore? I have a hoops now, Ron. You have a hoops? Yes, and the hoops will be coming to the co-op. Ooh. So we don't need hoops anymore. So wait a minute. So you got hoops and surf and safari. Yes. You have like the best two system three games they ever did. And I have a lead on another of my favorite system three games. We actually have three. We have three system three games there. We also have Stargate. Oh, yes. Which is the one that everyone likes or everyone says is always the best one. Yes. And then we might have a lead on the first one. Uh, it's not lights, camera, action, is it? Yeah, the game sucks. It's not luck. We might have a little bit lead on that. But no, I want trade bait for my Gamatron. I'm looking for a radical towards it. You know, I'm putting my machine towards a radical. Yeah, folks, at this point, that's kind of like his Grail game. It is my Grail game right now. He's, he's got like everything else. Or so. Grail game would be either radical, a frontier, or any old what, stern. Wait, 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 wait. You told me you hated Frontier. I do hate Frontier, but I have to, I have to get one to appreciate it. Uh, okay, folks. He, the Frontier's the game that cost him, uh, what was it? Yep. What division? C. C, C Division C. Championship at Pembroke. Yep. yep, it did. Yeah. Why do you want that game? That would be like me wanting $6 million man. Yeah, I have to need to show it who's boss. Okay. But yes, that would be the, the, you know, any old Stern that I don't own. And most of the people who listen to the podcast know what Sterns I have and don't have. And if you don't, you should have been listening earlier. You need to go back and listen to the other 169 episodes to figure yep. out what they are. But I do, I love Split Second if it was perfect, you know, not towards the Gamertron, but I'm looking really? for a Split Second. Yeah. Hurry, 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 hurry. hurry. You love, love Circus. The, I, love, I love the loop. No, circus theme just scares me a little bit, but I do like older Sterns. Oh, uh, so you're scared of clowns. I am scared of clowns. A radical or a frontier. I think that would be my bucket list for those three machines. I've already had a Viking, you know, I've had other games like that. And you know <laughs> But unless you have something that's really weird, maybe you've messaged me or you message Slam Tail Podcast and say, Hey, I heard you're looking for this or or something weird. Here you go. Message me up. Maybe we can do something in Allentown. 
You can message him up at slamtiltpodcast at gmail.com. That's slamtiltpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I hope to see everyone there at Allentown. It's going to be probably a humongous show. Yeah, me and my dad are going there extra early to get in line to try to make sure uh, we get well, in. I, I've already heard from Ivan. He's going to be – hopefully we're going to have less of a line this year. Mm, how's he going to do that? Off the record? Okay, we're muting now. Yes, we are. There you go. Wow. I love this insider info our listeners can't hear. Yes, it's great. But just to say, you know, it should be better this year. But it's going to be the biggest show, I think, because it's the first show after COVID. The freaking, I think everyone's going to be like enough. Well, it's not the first show after COVID, but it's the first show of its size after COVID. Yes. And the feeding frenzy of buying games will just be like everyone's saying like, oh, the prices are starting to stabilize now. Where the fuck are people saying that? This is. This is the ultimate seller's market, really. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. The only thing I think that's not selling, like you know, like you would expect, is like regular pros, like you know, Star Trek Pro. Oh, I can get a Star Trek Pro for fifty-one, fifty-two hundred. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. You know, all of these, all, some of these other games, like you know, like what you want, what? Like today, I saw a wanted buy post for a Metallica Pro. I, I'm not willing to pay more than sixty-two hundred dollars. Like, huh? I wouldn't be paying no $6,200 for a Metallica Pro. <laughs> but people are putting want it buy, want to buy ads in the Allentown thread for that. Can you imagine when the uh, Halloweens and Ultraman start coming up? Oh. How much do you $20,000 for mine, and it's yours. New in box. Yeah. New in box. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, right next to hoops, I have repairs. Repairs. Ah. Oh. So this is this is the... Co-op segment. Dun, 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 yes. Everyone turns it off. Uh, Zach comes up to me a couple days ago and he goes, "Uh, the flasher for the uh, AFM doesn't work. I'm like, which flasher? He's like, the one for right in front of the, the three target bank. So I go into the back box and yeah, the, the one of the LEDs is out for my power. Look at the fuse. It's blown. Pop a new fuse in. It blows like that. Okay, start figuring out some stuff now. Well, we found out we have a locked-on transistor for one of the uh, one of the lights. So, all right, I kept the fuse out because the game still plays, and I got to fix that this week. So we had to get order the transistor because it's not a regular WPC ninety-five driver board. There. Oh. Good time. Ugh, sorry, it is a rotten dog. Oh. So it's just using a different transistor. Not a big deal. And then another customer comes up and goes, hey, uh, we're missing part of your lights on your dialed in. Oh, no. Yes, one of the light boards failed on the JJP dialed in. Oh. The Bob targets and the Bob insert and the lock insert on the left-hand side. So how do you get those fixed? I don't know. That's going to be my fun dealing with on with uh, JJP this week. That's kind of crazy that you don't know, and it's like it's not it's like it's not like it's an old game. Well, it is an old game. It's three years old. Yeah, is 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 twenty eighteen. So that should be fun dealing with that. We tried swapping out cables. We have power to it. The green light is on on the board. No lighty. Probably fried the CPU. Like the, each. Here's the bad thing is each board, light board, has two CPUs on it. The one to handle the data bus 
and one to actually tell what colors to go to. Yay. How much do you think that light board is probably going to be? Let's do guesses right now, Ron. How much would a light board cost? How big is the light board? How many lights does uh, it do? Eight or seven. Seven. 75 to $100. I'm thinking 150 at least minimum. Okay. So we'll see what we have to deal with next week. And that next is crazy when you think about it. Your lights break instead of a uh, you know, five-cent bulb. Or even a socketed LED bulb, you know? Yeah, it's going to be $100 plus to get your yeah. lights back. That is kind of yeah. crazy. Stupid. Someone needs to start doing those boards. Yeah, I know. Or repairing them at least. Mm-hmm. Fuses were good on them. There's actually two, you know, fuses on them. Not physical fuses, you know, what we're used to, you know, with the glass type. But there are fuses, and they were good. Resistors were good. We tested as much as we could, but it's got to be something on the logic. Yay. Uh, excuse me. And uh, Tipsy Doodle will not start a game. So, hasn't Zach fixed it yet? Nope. He's got to take it apart. He thinks it's one of the Pandawits in the back that's... Got a little dirty and little, maybe a little pulled out. Wait a minute, Panduits? What, what do you mean? Connectors in the back, the three, you know, the big connectors going from the playfield to the head. The Jones plugs? Yeah, I call them Panduits because that's what they were called in the phone company. Uh, oh, okay. Man, you're trying to confuse me. Well, that's what that's what I do. That's what you do. That's definitely what you do. Yeah, they called them Panduits in the uh, phone company because we – phone company in the old days in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. My they, uh, my grandfather, he said when he looked at a pinball machine, like this is simple compared to what I used to do. It all was all electromechanical there too. So that was the repair section, but we'll know more in two weeks. Well, there's something very exciting happening at the co-op this upcoming Saturday. Yes, there is. Which will be the, uh, that would be Saturday. The 17th. The 17th, July 17th. Doors open at 12th. Doors open at twelve, and I forgot what's I forgot already what the format of the tournament is. Match play, I think it's four game match play. I don't know what style he's. Zach doesn't like Swiss or tiered Swiss, so I think it's going to be balanced. Uh, so are there going to be finals or anything? I'm assuming so. I do not know because I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. So if you don't want to see Bruce at the co-op, this is the time to go. If you don't want the loudness of Bruce in your face, yep. this is the time. Because I'm going to a wedding. Well, you just had like team league there, right? Yes, we did. 30 people. 30 we had people. Thursday night. 16 Jesus. were in team league. So we had a good showing. And that was just to play pinball on a Thursday night, which is great. Thank you for all who came out. There's a lot of regulars there, but we missed a lot of our regulars. So hopefully next you know, two Thursdays from now, which will be the 22nd, we'll have more people. And we'll be open. We are now open Thursday. So if you want to practice on your games, you come out Thursday. Before the tournament on the 17th. And I brought the tournament up. At, it's, it's 9 o'clock here right now, Eastern. And I wanted to make sure I brought the tournament up at that time because I scheduled someone to call in. Ooh. Yes. We mentioned nice. the legendary Stu McVicker. Oh, yes. I love Stu. If you don't know who he is, he is the 1978 Playboy Launch Party champion. And he uh, used to be on my stream a lot. Banned by IFPA. He's banned by IFPA because of the incidents he's had with Roger Sharp in the 80s, 70s, 80s, I believe. Controversies. Very controversies. I mean, he said, well, instead of me explaining, why don't I get him on the line here? Yeah, let's go. 
Let's get that too. Because he's going to be playing in this tournament, and the only reason he's playing in it is because IFBA points are not there yet. So yes, this so might be one play. of the, the only times you're going to get to see him. And we, we are planning on streaming at least part of this tournament. You'll actually be able to see Stu McVicker maybe play, maybe play you, Ron. Uh, he could play me. Yep. He could play me. Everyone thinks we're the same person. I don't, I don't I understand. Don't, I know you're not. I, I've been there. Yes. You have been there. I have been there. Hold on. He's calling in. He's like one of our – he doesn't have Skype. No, no, no. In, in Romania, they don't have Skype. Well, I don't, he lives here. But, yes, uh, he doesn't have Skype, so he's kind of like – he has to call in to our number. So he's going to be using a phone, so it's probably going to sound like shit. Yeah, but, he's old school. Yeah. He's like Scott. He's old. He's like our Scott. Yeah, he doesn't want to use the – yeah. So, all right, hold on. Stu. Stu, are you there? Yes. I am here. <laughs> I am Stu McFicker. The 1978 Playboy Launch Party champion. Nice. Hi, Stu. How are you today? Yes, Stu. How are you today? I knew you were going to say your whole spiel anyway. I am doing great. I can't wait to play in this tournament at the Rochester co-op thing, whatever (laughs) you call it. RPC, Rochester Pinball Collective, sir. Whatever. What kind of format is this tournament? It's match play. Okay. And uh, I don't know at all, unfortunately, Stu, because I am not running this tournament. I will not even be there to greet you or say hi to you. Maybe I'll see you at the end of the night when you're maybe holding up the trophy. Oh, I would definitely be holding up the trophy. I mean, who's, who's playing in this tournament? Oh, a bunch of locals. And maybe we'll get one or two people from out of town. Yeah, and I'll be playing in this tournament, Stu. Oh, wow. I'm really scared of Ron. I, don't I know think you. So. You have beaten Ron many, many times. I've I have beaten this. Ron many times. I've beaten Roger Sharp many, many times. I know. That's, that's why, why you're banned. I'm banned from the IPA. Yes, yes but uh, hey, you never know who might come, though, Stu. So are you ready to take on all comers? I am ready to take on anyone. anyone. I don't care who you are. I don't okay. care if you're the number one player in the world. Wow. You will lose to me. So, wow. So the number one player in the world, who is that right now? Is How the that- hell do I know? I don't know either. I have to go look on uh, Stu, it's, it's actually Raymond Davidson is the number one player in the world right oh, now. Oh, he got it back? He got it back due to the weird decay stuff that IFPA does. So. Yeah, it's typical IFPA bullshit. You, you move around in the standings when no one's even playing. <laughs> typical. Wow. Oh, I hate uh, Whatever. Who's running the tournament if you're not running it? Uh, the world-famous Zach from our podcast. Oh, God, not him. Are you ready to take on, like, EMs? Are you good at EM machines? I am good at everything. Everything. Unlike these wussies out there now that just play all these new sterns with these ridiculous rule sets. You have to be, like, scientists to even understand anything. Mm. Okay, well, you heard it here first, folks. He is ready to take on all comers. He so sounds like he's ready against... to take on all comers. Man. I know. So if you're ready to play Stu McVicker, you need to come out for one of the few chances to play him in a non-IFPA points thing, you need to come to the Rochester Pinball Collective, and you need to face this man and go, USA, USA. (laughs) That is so lame, just because I'm from Romania. Yes. Seriously, typical American douchebag. Yep, very much so. You're lucky (sighs) I'm not going to be there, Stu, because, you know, you don't want to lose against me. Whatever. (laughs) Do, Do you have any questions to ask? The legendary uh, yes. 1978 Playboy Launch Party champion. Yes. Uh, 
hold on, hold on. I think I have an email just coming in. Oh, yes, it was from Roger Sharp. He said, use it or lose it, sucker. You still don't get points. I don't even understand that. I don't know either. You know, Ron is worthy about you that you say these things that make no sense. I know, but he, I'm just going that's, by that's what That's true, Stu. He says this a lot. He, uh, maybe I, it's I didn't understand that either. Maybe it's just like your your thing. Like maybe he has a secret thing that just knows how to just push your wrong buttons. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> do you have any real questions for me? I don't. Am I, I don't have any. Ron, do you have any questions for Stu? No, I, I don't have any questions for him. I just think we're going to have a fun time watching Stu McVicker run all over us. Okay. If you <laughs> consider losing fun, uh, I, I never do. did. I That's do. why I don't lose. Oh, so you're going to take on – what happens if you do lose, Stu? That's not even a possibility. No, no, but I mean saying if you do lose, are you going to retire from pinball? I'm not going to lose. Okay. That's not even – you understand. I, that's not even in my mindset. Wow, that, that's a pretty solid mindset of positivity that you are – the number one player in the well, world. Well, Stu, you're not going to be nervous or anything that you're going to be on camera because we do plan on on streaming this. I mean, even if we don't stream until we get to the finals, I would assume, of course, you would be in the finals. That is correct. I would be in the finals. I won the Playboy Launch Party champion on the ABC's Wild World of Sports, <laughs> seen by millions of people. Do you think I'm going to care about being on your stream with like 10 people watching? Hey, by the way, what's the name of your stream? What's it called? Uh, Slam Tilt Podcast, or it will be the no, Rod no, Bruce. Chaser. It's going to be on the ROC Pinball. Oh, it will be on the ROC Pinball. That's so right. If, yeah. That. So if you go to twitch.tv slash ROC Pinball, you will get to watch this stream. I don't have an exact time. It'll be just probably whenever, maybe quarterfinals start, or or if or if we do it early, we might just follow random groups around. Yep. But you will definitely get to see this too at some point. I know. I hope he trash talks a lot. Yes, I trash talk a lot. Okay, I cannot wait. But I can back it up, unlike some people. All right, I've had enough of you. I will be at this tournament at the Rochester Pinball Collective on Saturday, July 17th. ROC Pinball on Twitch. Watch me kick everyone's ass. Later, losers. (laughs) And if you want to play against them, come on out and play against Stu McVicker. What a oh, dick. Wow. He okay. is a dick. He is quite the dick. All right. Well, I finally got him on. I know. How long have we been asking for him? I know. And everyone keeps thinking we're the same people. I don't see it. I don't see I it. Don't see. I don't see yeah. it. So, all right. So that's going to be that. Well, there's another tournament coming up. Yes, there I, is. I, and I promise this is the last tournament we'll mention. This is coming up in September. The one yes, that it started is. it all, kind of. Stomp <laughs> West. Four. Four. The, more- <laughs> the search for more money. No, that would be. No, no, no it's three. No, that no, was three. Is, uh, I screwed that up this time. It's the voyage home. Yeah, a pinball voyage home. A pinball voyage home. So what are the details, Bruce? Uh, we will be opening the banks for uh, first. We're going to have the maximum of 50 people. I think it's 50 or 55. We're going to nail that down in the next couple of days. We're opening up the banks. What does that mean? We're, we're getting the money. To, to pay out all this prize money? Yes, exactly. No, <laughs> money, how many people we can actually have in a place legally, and we have our limits, so we have to, we're going to have a limit of how many people can come in and pay. I think we're going to start taking money on the 15th of July, 
and you can prepay, which will save you $10. It's going to be $40 until September 1st or until if we do sell out before then. After September 1st, it goes up to $50. And there's spots you can even come in on the day of. It's going to be the 25th. It's going to, the doors open at 12 noon. We will start at 1 o'clock. It will be a match play tournament. It will be going, it all depends on how many, but we'll probably take a quarter of the people of who, how many. So if we have 50 people, we'll say 12, top 12 will go to the finals. And then we'll go from there. We don't know what how many people we have going into the finals until we have our final total. All right. Is this in addition to the fee to get in? No, no, no. It's all together. Oh, so, okay. You should should make that uh Yeah, I was gonna say so because yeah, usually it's twenty five bucks to get or is it twenty bucks? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Usually it's twenty in, bucks so, to get in. So twenty dollars goes to the if you're gonna pay if you pre register, twenty dollars will go to the pinball collective, and then the other twenty will go towards the prize money. Okay. And hopefully we'll get some prizes from Stern. We're going to ask all these great people who I make fun of every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. We're going to get some great prizes. <laughs> but uh, yes. And we're going to try to, you know, and it will be an IFPA sanctioned event. And we get 50 people in upstate New York. And hopefully we'll get Canadians coming down because I think I heard the border might be opening soon. George Takei will be there. Yes. he. Of you will course. be able to sign George Takei? Yes. And we're going to have a great time. We, you can bring your own food in. You can bring your own regular drinks in. No alcohol drinks can be brought in. But Aww. whatever you do outside the place, I don't care. We oh, have a bar. Down, there's two bars downstairs you can get food with. We have a Wendy's right down the road. We have a Timmy Ho's right down the road. So we got a lot of yeah, food options. Location right rules. <laughs> you got like Plus. everything. All right. And where is the co-op, Bruce? What's the location? It is 349 West Commercial Street. Suite number 2965 in beautiful East Rochester, New York. If you knew where the old Silver Ball Saloon, it's one, I'm sorry, it's two blocks away. And uh, do you have a website? We do. It's rochesterpinball.com or rocpinball.com. All right. And we also have a Facebook page, Instagram. Just look up at Rochester Pinball Collective. Watch us, follow us, like us. Also, for also Slam Tail Podcast, you should watch and follow us also. I think I pounded that enough. I've pounded it always. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you've pounded it. Always. I just want to throw a shout out here to um, Robert Byers. Oh, hey, Robert. Of Top Row Pinball. Check him out on Twitch, Top Row Pinball. He had a thing where he, uh, see, you might not know who any of these people are, but um, Matt Hardy is a professional wrestler. And his wife, Rebby Hardy, got him a custom. She had a custom game made for him, which was basically a rethemed Mustang, mm-hmm. like a Stern Mustang. And they have been streaming pinball lately. Mm. And I guess one day when Robert was doing his thing, and if you haven't watched his streams, you should, you should watch them. Uh, and if you've heard him on our show, he will do wrestler intros. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Rebby, Matt's wife, was watching his stream and was getting a kick out of the uh, wrestler intros. So they've, they've had a, like a back and forth going on there. But uh, she's definitely the pinhead. Nice. Because so she was asking questions like, uh, oh, what was he playing? Whatever he was playing. She was like, is there a color DMD for this game? Ooh, <laughs> okay, okay. She's, she's into it. Yep. And I guess during the stream, like the Mustang, the custom game broke and she had to fix it. Matt was kind of useless. Nice. 
Nice. She's a keeper. <laughs> and then I noticed, you know how I say Charlie from Spooky is Bob Ross? Yes, yes. Well, I have a new one. I have Mr. Rogers. Wow. I was watching uh, Play Better Pinball, which is the stream of uh, Chris Stevens. Okay. Multiple-time Pinberg, runner-up, yeah. you know, top 10 player, etc. That guy is so nice, it's almost unsettling. You know what I mean? It's like, this can't be real. He is the Mr. Rogers of pinball. Nice. It's just relentless positivity. What's that? I don't know. It's just weird. It's just so weird. weird. And and I noticed that's when uh, Rebby Hardy is definitely into pinball because she was on his stream too. Nice. (laughs) In the chat. So if you see if you see House Hardy come up on any of your pinball streams, if you're a streamer, that's her. But the other thing is, when I was watching Top Row Pinball the other day, Robert got to the Super Wizard mode on Jurassic Park, which is when dinosaurs rule the Earth. Yes. Which I guess the deal is if you do all the mini Wizard modes where you actually complete them or something yes. like that, when you finish Escape from New Bar, you get an extra little mode. Which looks like it's just a friendly, a friendly, a frenzy multi-ball thing. Yeah, that's all it is. Yes. That's, that's really all it is. But it's, just, it's a cool, hey, look what I did, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> and watching him play that, I realized I will never be any good on my Jurassic Park. I suck. I mean, yeah. You, you, see a, you see a good player, yeah. When you see a good player yeah, play it, like, he played two games on the stream I watched. The one he almost got to escape from Nublar. Yep. And the second one, he got the Uber wizard mode. Like, two fucking games. It took him, like, an hour. My games last like five minutes, and I never get over three hundred million. As I said, you might as well just sell it down. I think I might. I think you just got to you just got to admit that you're you failed. I think the game is designed for Keith Elwin or Keith Elwin types. Yes, it is. I mean, it's just too hard for me. Mm-hmm. It really I is. You. I admit it. I have more fun playing the Lethal Weapon three next to it. I know. All right. So, Ron. Yes, sir. My IFPA ranking has grown. <laughs> uh, the, wait, how does it grow? I've been doing better than everyone else has in this IFPA. I went last month to 885 I was. Now I'm 879 in the IFPA. Okay. I'm doing really good, ain't I? Yes, you are. And let's see what Mr. Hallett is at. Ooh, you're driving down there, buddy. I'm driving down. Last <laughs> month you were 417 ranked. Mm-hmm. Now you're 486th. Oh, my God. You are crashing and burning. It's over for me. It is. You, you, you've, you've had the good years of your life. Now you're getting old and decrepit like me. <laughs> <laughs> you're all there. You're done. Well, since I have you on the line, Bruce. Yes. When is the upstate New York pinball championships going to take place? I don't even for know the myself. 2019 I don't even know if we're even going to do it this year. I, I, it's just, it's, I know I have to look. I, I honestly, with COVID and everything, it really just, it was right around the time. Oh, I come on. Actually, a worldwide pandemic is no excuse. I know it's not, <laughs> but it, I'm going to use it as an excuse. <laughs> I'm looking at all this stuff here like, uh. All right. Well, I got the ball bag open. You ready? Yes, I okay. Let's go for it. Open it up. So I have first emails from Ryan. Not Ryan C., but Ryan. Okay. He says, what's up, guys? Short-time listener, first-time emailer. Just wanted to say I'm a newbie to podcast and really enjoy your guys' show. I heard episode 159 and decided to start from the beginning. 
from where oh, it all God. began. Oh my. Wow. I am now on episode 50. Finally get to hear Ryan C from Down Under. Great Ryan guy. C. Really love the tech talk and tournament talk. Hey, somebody likes it. Hey, you got one. I have come to the conclusion that Bruce is usually always wrong. I like this guy. Ron, uh-huh. you are right. I really like this guy. Bruce makes some decent points, but the hate is strong in that one. Yes, it, 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 it is. is. Anyway, great show. Keep it up. And attached is a picture of a dragon fist we have locally. What? Tommy Skinner from this flipping podcast has a great collection at our local watering hole, North End Pub. Yep. Holy crap. It's a dragon fist on location. Yep. Just like mine. Oh, my. Two on, there's at least two on location. That's insane. It is. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it is cool. All right. Next, episode 169 and Mama is the subject line. Mama? This, this is from Shannon. Hey, guys. Great episode as usual. Especially Bruce inserted a random Mama reference from Goonies in relation to Axl Rose. Completely out of thin air. Yeah. That's yep. why I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Much laughter and applause on this end. Keep up the great work, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon. See, you have your fans. They love when you just come up with shit that everyone's like, what? What's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, this is uh, Ryan again. Hey, guys, me again. I forgot to tell you my name. It's Ryan G, and I'm from Lafayette, Indiana. Continue on. Nice. Instead of Ryan C, you're Ryan G. Ryan J. I don't know if people want their, you know, don't mention my last name. So don't want to take any chances. Accents. This is from, uh, well, Dr. John, John Cosson. I will say mm-hmm. his last name. Accents is the subject line. It says, just an FYI, the accent in Jurassic Park is supposed to be South African, not Australian. So it's Houdini for the win for worst accent. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. It's an actual Australian in that one. The yes, thing about is. Houdini is if you look at the credits, it shows like Martin Robbins, and then it has Ryan C with, with his name crossed out. Does that yeah. mean he was supposed to be in the game, but they cut him? Yeah, I think they cut him. Oh, God. Fail. All right. Then we have uh, another one from John Cosson. Mm-hmm. Subject line says, Stuff. Another email for this episode. Multiball is said by Picard on mm. Star Trek The Next Generation. About our thing about not missing shows, like go to more shows. He says, I blame Typhoid Emily. Took her to Pinburg, disappears the next year. Took her to Indisc, same thing. Should we risk Expo this year? Go for it. Go, Go for, for it. it. <laughs> Go to Expo, man. Do yes, it. Definitely. Just do it. And then we have, oh, okay. Total coincidence. We have an email from Robert Byers. Woohoo! This is top rope shout out for five years. So, all right. It's a, it's a sound clip. I will insert this into the podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Finally, the Rob from Top Rope Pinball has come back to the Slam Tilt Podcast. The Rob would like to say congrats on five years of awesome podcasting. All those other jabroni podcasts get their candy asses whooped by Slam Tilt, the best podcaster in the history of pinball, and Ron are a great duo for sure. Looking forward to many more years. If you smell what the Rob is flipping. 
Woo! Woo! Very nice, Robert. Thank you. Woo! That's Woo! right, baby. The only thing there. The, I'm sorry, baby. I love doing Dusty Rhodes. It's the American dream here. Thank you for five years, baby. Ball bag is crossed off. <laughs> Thank you for the new listeners. Don't forget to tell your friends, your your family, your people you hate about us. The people you hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, we haven't checked any of our rank ratings for a while. Let's let's do Ooh, that. Let's do that. Definitely. I love to do that live. Apple uh, yeah, Apple Podcast Slam till. Uh, it really, uh, people don't seem to be rating things that much anymore. I wonder if they're just getting tired of rating things. Yeah, it's COVID. You know, there's they got COVID head. They got COVID head. Yeah, there's no nothing new in Apple Land. I think ever since they went from iTunes to Apple Podcasts, changed the yeah. name. I've noticed that the, the ratings have not been there. So yeah, if you go to the this week in pinball, oh, what do they call it? Forget. We are so bad. Promoters database. DB. <laughs> it's the one that you were complaining about where we were. Yes. We're not on the front page. You know who is on the front page? Silverball Chronicles, which you can listen to on the pinball. Network. I already heard this already once today. We're uh, going to beat them. I'm sorry. So what page are we on? Uh, 10. I don't know. Um, I'm looking right now. What excitement you get to hear. Woo! Oh, there we are. Oh, second, page. second page. We're on the second page. 4.7. Let's see what our reviews were. It's a podcast. Yeah, it, it is. I rubbed them the wrong way. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we, we said that one. Yeah, Bruce, the one, guy who hates you. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the last one. We really, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But another person, Thomas C., heard Bruce guest on another pod, really enjoyed his takes and upfront honesty, searched and found a Slam Till podcast and enjoyed it a lot. Great contest. Well, content will be one of my must-listen podcasts. Wow. See, so. I do have to make a correction from last um, to last week where I said, uh, Zach, not our Zach, but Zach Mini didn't really help our ratings. He did. He, he did. It was one of the higher ones we've had. Yeah. So congratulations, Zach. So congratulations. You can pat yourself on the back. Where is Zach from? Uh, Indiana? No, I'm saying like what podcast does he have? You're like, uh, where is he uh, from? <laughs> We're going to plug him. <laughs> oh, uh, the pinball show. Yes. With the much better Dennis Creasel. Yes, it is. Much better. And he also sells at this, uh, what's it called? Oh, flipping out. Yeah, flipping out. Flipping out. Pinball. When in doubt, whip it out. I mean, flipping flip out. out. Flip it out. Yes. Enough plugs. Oh, I love plugs. So it's been five years, Bruce. Any, any reflections? Okay, so let's, let's go over to math. What do you think our average show is? Did you think it would last this long? No, not at all. No. No? Really? No. Fuck it. Oh, you did? I don't know. You've been in, like, since we started this podcast, you've been in three different houses. I have been. Think about it. You've had a bar. Just, how's my internet today? My internet's doing pretty good. Oh, it is. It, oh, God. Why'd you say that now? Now you're going to You know just, why? Why? I'm hardwired right into the router. The router is right on my desk. So you're hard. I'm hard, baby. Okay, so that's why it's working. So uh, what were you saying? At figuring it out how many. We have almost 18 days of content if you go by an average of 2.5 hours per show. Yeah, two hours per show. Yeah. Wow. 18 days you can listen to me and Ron. 18 straight days. Wow, that would suck. That would really, that's almost like, maybe in some countries we are torture. It probably is, yeah. You know you know when they have like um, some cult and they'll be stuck in a compound and they'll usually just play really loud death metal music? 
Yep. Instead, they just play the Slam Tilt podcast and they just give up immediately. They they give up all the secrets. Mm-hmm. I love I it. I just like to say thank you to our listeners. Thank you. Without you guys, we would not be doing this. Well, we would be doing it, but it'd be a lot less people commenting about it. A lot less people that cannot hug me. But if you do want to hug Ron, come out to uh, this weekend at the tournament at the Rochester Pinball Collective and give Ron a hug. Everyone that does, I will buy you a soda. Oh, God, man. When I'm there. <laughs> uh, but uh, we need to get our rate. We need to get back on this front page. So please put some comments in this week in pinball. Oh, you're begging for ratings. No, no, not begging. Yes, you are. I want to see us. No, I want to see us on the top page. You remember the, uh, the, the guy, the by, guy who know. runs the site explained to you. He had a and whole site uh, on how it was done. And it's stupid how they do it. Oh, God. Don't listen because to even, him. He couldn't understand your explanation. No, because even if you go by their filter on the top, what is – okay, look at their first page. Any type of podcast, order by rating. The first one that comes up is the 4.9. The second one that comes up is a 5. How is that order by rating? Ladies and gentlemen, see, it's five this years is of bitching. Five years of complaining. How do you have this as order by rating? Oh, stop. Stop. You stop. know I'm right. Stop. 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 No more complaining. You know uh, I'm right. Complain you do. Bitch you complain do. Complain I do because complaining I am right on there. I am right on this. Yes, because you were always right. Except our listener who wrote in and said you're wrong all the time. Yeah, well, I'm not. He has only been this episode 50. After 50 to one sixth to the 150. Oh, then you're always right. Then I'm always right. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Sweet. Got anything else? I don't have anything else. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, me and Kathy are probably going to be recording a podcast next week or or two weeks from now. Oh, finally. Yes. So we'll be back on the TPN network. Oh, maybe, maybe you'll get a uh, key to the awesome discord server. I hope so. If I don't get the fucking key this time, I'm going out to Indiana and I'm going to moon and take a crap on somebody's front porch. You're going to moon and okay. (laughs) Big hairy dump. Big hairy dump. (laughs) All right. right on his porch. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it on his pool too. It is <laughs> everyone. Loves that seems them. to be an appropriate way to end the podcast with of a taking a dump on somebody's. Yeah. Okay. He knows who he is. He better give me that key. So this has been episode one seventy of the Slam Tilt Podcast. We can be found on uh, our site slamtiltpodcast.com. Upper right hand corner has all the links to all our different. Our Twitch feed, YouTube feed. We are on Facebook. Uh, you can email us at slamtiltpodcast at gmail.com. Shout outs to all our usual people. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. Steve, fun with bonus. Hi. 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 Et cetera, et cetera. Keep, keep going. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. See. Hi, Marty. Hi, Jeff Teolis. <laughs> Hi, Steph. Hi, uh, the flipper, uh, flipping out pinball guys. Hi, uh, <laughs> everybody. Hi, hi, loser kid. Hi, everyone in our chat. Hi, everyone in the entire pinball industry. Yes. So there you go. I think I got everybody. Got everybody. All right. Thanks, everybody, for five years. Here's hoping for, fi- uh, uh, well, at least a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be dead by then. Uh, he's dead, Jim. And it's multi-ball, you fool. Yes, it's not multi-ball. All hands, prepare for multi-ball. Multi-ball. Yes. But there's only two games then. That's the only two. Uh, well, the other one, 
was uh, what? Big Buck Hunter? I don't know how they say it. But if it's a southern accent, they probably say multi-ball. Yeah, they do. They do. You know for a fact they say I've heard it. I had one on location for the longest time. I actually like playing the game. Oh, God. You you like uh, enough, enough. Okay. Yes, definitely. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Ivan, from the Allentown Pinball Show. I'm still here. You guys suck. We do suck. You've been on this whole time? Yes, I've been listening to this crap. I can't believe people listen to you. I know. Holy shit, you are terrible. Hey, but guess what? Guess what? You're still better than Romania. Whatever. Screw you. (laughs)